The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet. No interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the WMEA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice of the guys, me, really real, villain, real, real, from Gene here at your service. And it is tip off opening night in the W. We have four jam packed games on the schedule for a Friday night. We're getting in and out of here very, very early. Lines just dropped. We've seen line movement on a couple of games already. Off the rip, off the opening lines. Didn't even get a chance to get the line in there. So, absolutely great. We got people in the chat. Don, what's going on? Appreciate you for locking in with us. Everybody, if you're not, we are live on YouTube this season, if you didn't know that. So we are live on YouTube. You can go to the NBA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. You can go to to SGPN Network on YouTube, and you can catch us already. Yes, lines are out. We are out here. Uh, All four games are on FanDuel right now, and we're handicapping them. Scott Studio Reichel here with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to the start of the season. I know we got a bit of a head start going through some team previews and some win totals yesterday. So if you want some futures, check out that podcast too. But now we got actual games to talk about and looking forward to doing it. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm getting I'm getting straight down into it. I'm not wasting any time. We're going to the first game because the first game is one that you and I are both mutually interested in as Liberty fans. We have here the New York Liberty traveling to D.C. to play the Washington Mystics. The Mystics opened up as a minus four and a half point favorite, people. I never saw four and a half. I do see people out there that have plus three and a half tickets on the Liberty in their back pocket. That the, it, the Liberty got hammered so much that the line is now down to minus one and a half for the Washington Mystics at home. 164 and a half is the total in this one. But so what line do you see for the Mystics? Minus one and a half. I see plus three. You see a plus three. Yeah. I see DraftKings is plus three. Liberty or minus three. FanDuel has uh, Mystics plus two and a half. Uh, FanDuel has Liberty minus two and a half. Okay. Maybe I didn't. Do I need a refresh here? Let me see here. Uh, that line, so the line must have done a complete, absolute flip, and for solid reasons. Because oh, well, now the line's gone. I don't even see the line up no more. So yeah. So for the sake of this, we'll go with like two and a half or three. But the Liberty are now road favorites, roughly minus one forty on the money line, give or take, and the okay. over unders at one sixty four and a half. All right, we'll do it. We'll call it. We'll call it two and a half. Let's call it two and a half. So. Liberty minus two and a half. I mean, I really don't think it really. I get changes it. any. Yeah, I don't think it really changes anything for me though. So, well, first let's go ahead and say this because while 
I have to figure out how I'm going to get an entire injury report the night before. Not a lot of places have that. But we know for the Mystics that Maisha Hines-Allen is out with a knee injury. She's going to be missing some time. And who else here? Uh, Nayara Sabali is out for the Liberty. Courtney Vandersloot is expected to play with that concussion that she suffered in the offseason. She's expected to play. And you have um, Maria Johannes, who is not going to be with the team. She is still fulfilling an overseas contract, so she's not with the team yet. I mean, we said it. I said it on, and we talked about it on our Futures pod, that this Mystics team is the team that can compete with the Aces and with the Liberty. While they may not be the super team that those two teams are, they have enough defensive identity in this team with the with the players that they have that they are going to give them a run for their money. And it really depends on, you know, offensively, is EDD able to go, uh, you know, looking at the shooting that um, Ariel Atkins is going to be able to give them on the outside. Of course, the Liberty are by far the better offensive team, but I think defensively really, really evens this up for the Mystics, and it makes it a conversation to be had. I think the Mystics are kind of live in this game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm picking the Mystics at home. Yeah, I, I think this is a good spot. I, it I, I it just think, seems like the script. Yeah. The script that says that we talked about these two teams all offseason, talked about them all offseason, saying, oh, we got two super teams, and you schedule one of them with – the third, the third best, best team. team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Like it just feels like it's on script for the Mystics to win this game. And then there's going to be some type of questions about the Liberty. Yeah. For me, it's about the lack of chemistry at this point for the Liberty. Usually we see a dream team or whatever you want to call it struggle early on before they start to click after a couple of games here and there. It uh-huh. really does feel to me like once again, the Liberty are of course full are full of talent. But it's going to take some growing pains, and I do think that they might get it going at some point. But not only are the Mystics a very good defensive team, but they're very experienced with each other. And I do think chemistry plays a factor, especially on opening night. Washington's been very good at home for the last couple of years. The Liberty on the road have been a mess in years past. Now, once again, a lot more talent this year than in previous years. But I'm going to wait to see how long it takes for this team to gel before I suddenly back them on the road. I'm going to take Washington here. I think it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, man. I it, it it just feels it it feels like this is a great spot for Washington. And and we know this is the same team. Like they're basically the same Washington Mystics team. Mm-hmm. When you look at, you know, what what is what does underdog have their projected starting lineup at? Let me see here. Cause I just saw it. Um and they tweeted out earlier today what was it yeah so look starting lineup uh natasha cloud area atkins Brittany sykes elena della don and shakira austin sykes is the lineup. only new person sykes is the only new person in that lineup other four, a solid lineup yeah other four are the same stars they had last year i'm with you i'm going with the team that's that's been there done that i like them early i like mm-hmm. them early in the first half so I, i'll probably have a first half mixed except plus money in my back pocket at some point. Um, going to the total, 164 and a half. This might be my best bet of the day. I'm, I'm leaning under. You. And I'm not leaning under. I'm all the way in on the under. 
To be honest, I feel like I always lean under on opening night in any sport because you're waiting to see how the players potentially overcome some rust. Maybe there's a feel-out process there. Difference between preseason games and actual regular season games. Uh-huh. Usually the under is the go-to move on opening night, but uh-huh. with the Mystics being that good defensively and the fact that we think they keep this game live, they're not going to try to outscore the Liberty. They're going to try to just you know slow the pace down, play good defense, and battle it out a little bit. I'm going to go with the under. I think this game probably lands somewhere in the 150s. Yeah, Mystics dead last in pace last year. Uh, it's 12th in the WNBA. Liberty were 10th last year. I know Liberty are a different team, but I think it's still going to be the same. Sandy Brondello, and she's slowing the pace down. They're working out of the half court, and they're getting good shot selection with the shots that they take. So two teams that I expect to, to see over the course of the year. I mean, even if I mean, even looking at it now, the the Liberty with the additions they added, they don't have anybody that's going to just run up and down the court. Like, I mean, yes, Serena can do it, but that's not the offense that they want to run. So I expect these two teams over the course of the season to be bottom of the league in terms of pace. And then you have the best defensive team in the league last year, which is the Mystics, who are bringing back almost everybody and, you know, upgrading in some spots. You can even say it was... I believe opponents' points per game was, what, 75, 75.9 points per game last season. That was number one in the WNBA. They were a lock, a cash cow lock for the under in every single game last year. I think, what did that even finish at? In terms of over-unders, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but... I can count them. They didn't go over that many times that I can... I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that they were at least under in 60 to 70% of these games. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13. So 13 of the 36 games, they went over. Only 13. Yeah. That's about, you know, 66%. A little bit less than that, about sixty percent. So yeah, thirteen and thirteen and twenty-three was. Oh, I I counted this, and it's literally sitting here at the top of the screen. Yes, thirteen and twenty-three to the under last season. Twenty-one and fifteen against the spread. All right, we're in agreement there. Under for the New York Liberty and the Washington Mystics. All right. Um. And move on to the second game. I want to see if we have like. I didn't see any player props, so. Is it on like maybe we see if something's on like a prize picks or something? Or maybe truth is it might be so early that they just don't have it up yet. Yeah, and they might you know they're scared, they're terrified. Once again, we're going to experiment with the record time, so maybe we'll see player props in the morning, and if that's the case, we'll reevaluate. But we saw it in the playoffs last year, so player props do exist. We're Mm -hmm. just waiting for in the regular season. Yep, very much so. All right, let's before we move on to the next game, the slate got to talk to you about Edge Boost because SGPN has decided to announce exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, where you can buy now, pay later, just like a firm or afterpay, but with your bets, no interest. Pay over, pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's zero percent interest. It allows you to basically double your bet. Simply deposit the funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match your deposit, so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. 
They currently offer up to up to $2,500 in advances to help you build a repayment history. I would take that and go put it down on the under this game. I think that these two teams are slow-paced teams. I think that the defense is going to be there for the Mystics. And we know offensively they can be questionable at times. So my edge boost double down play of the day would be that under 164 and a half. Go to sports slash edge. Sign up today. That's sports slash edge. Must be 21 or years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right. Second game of the slate. We have the. Connecticut Sun traveling to play the Indiana Fever. Sun opened up as a nine and a half point favorite. Movement already minus seven and a half to the Sun. 158 and a half is the total. I am looking around to see if I see anything popping out injury wise for either one of these two teams. And nothing is standing out. But if I see something, I'll let you know. So. New era for the Connecticut Sun. I would like to say it's a new era for the Indiana Fever. It is a new era. They have a brand new coach. It was, it's two brand new coaches. Well, not brand new coaches, but brand new to the team this season. First year with the team this season. And we really liked Connecticut's old coach. Yeah, I I really didn't think it was Kurt Miller. I just think that they needed they needed to try something new. Like it just yeah. wasn't it wasn't working. And sometimes you have to mutually decide that you need to move on from each other and try something new here. The point is, and, I think whichever coach they get is going to be a downgrade because Miller is one of the best coaches in the league. No, they already got their coach. What do you mean? I, I'm saying I'm saying I, I think that the previous coach is it's it's a tough act to follow. That's kind of oh yeah yeah job. okay 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 yeah 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 definitely a tough act to follow there. Um. So here's my thoughts on this one. I think that it's a pretty high spread for a road team, isn't it? It is. It is a very much a high spread, and I'm also thinking that I feel like these game, this game is going to be pay, played inside the paint the entire time. Like, when you just look at these two teams and you look at the bigs of these two teams, like you have, you know, uh, you're losing Jaquel Jones, but you still have AT down there that's going to go battle. You have Brianna Jones, of course, who's going to go battle. Uh, Dewana Bonner is going to be able to play down there. She's also going to be able to take you outside to the three-point line. And then you look on the other side, you got Nalisa Smith, Aaliyah Boston coming in. You still got Queen Egbo coming off the bench. She's going to be somebody that you need to game plan for. Uh, I, I think that this is going to be a really, really contested battle down low, which, and I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it kind of is the recipe for more of a slower-paced game. And slower-paced game Good offense. Like, I think that the – I th- even though I think that the Sun are going to be really good defensively, I think the Fever can actually compete in this game. And I think they're going to want to compete because you, you don't want to come back, you know, if you're – uh, what's the – um, what am I trying to say here? 
if you're, you know, the fever and you're trying to turn this around, you sit in there and say, we got, we drafted Aaliyah Boston. We went and got Grace Berger as well from Indiana, hometown gal. You signed Erica Wheeler in the offseason. Like you, you're sitting there and you're saying that we're turning this team around. We're putting all the pieces here to be a good team. You're getting Kelsey Mitchell back from injury. She's going to be good to go. I think that they are really, really about to come out here and compete. And I understand the line movement, and I kind of agree. I'm taking the Fever plus seven and a half. I think they're live. I'm going to take the points, too. I'm still not sold on this team long term, and I do think that Connecticut is going to be a solid team as the season progresses. But laying seven or seven and a half on the road when you just lost the MVP of the league seems a little bit excessive. Indiana last year wasn't a good team, but when they had Mitchell, they were competitive, and then she got hurt, and the whole team fell apart. So I do think that they're a little bit undervalued here. I'm not sure how big of an immediate impact Boston's going to have, so we're going to have to wait and see about that. But I do think, based on the current number and based on Connecticut changing coaches and having to kind of revamp its entire offensive game plan, that might take some time. Indiana, though, in the first couple of games of the year, did pull off some massive upsets from what I remember. Uh I'm going to lean to Indiana. They're at home. They're getting points. Maybe the fan base will be a little bit more in attendance because they got Boston making a professional debut. I'm going to lean to Indiana. I do agree with you about the under, but it does seem like Indiana has some pieces to be a lot more competitive than people think they might be. Yeah, and I think, you know, Coach Sides, Christy Sides, I think she's – everybody's trying to start – and trying to start anew and trying to put their own impact into the team. So I think this is going to be a very competitive game. I, yeah, I'm with you. Totals 158 and a half. And like I said, I think this is a, a little bit slower pace of a game. Like I don't think that they're, either side is going to be looking to really, really push the ball on the other and more of just kind of playing a half court and play through those bigs. So, and I think both bigs on both sides can actually give each other some problems on the defensive end. Maybe this is a little bit more inefficient of a game than we think. And, you know, I agree with what you said about just opening day, opening tip, just unders for whatever. Yeah. I'm with you giving under 158 and a half in this game. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the under as well. I think it's a bit correlated. In two games we talked about, it's going to be a lower-scoring game, so points are a bit more valuable, and as a result, I'm going to lean to the underdog. But 7.5 at home on opening night, kind of an autoplay for me, just because of, once again, the fact that with so much uncertainty, if you want to give me the team with home court against a team with a brand-new head coach, I'll take my chances getting three possessions. I'll take the 7.5. All right. I like it. Let's move on. Well, before we move on to the next game, I do got to pause for one more second and get us paid again because we got to talk about Shady Rays and we're teaming up with them for Shady May because you can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Use promo code SGPN at ShadyRays.com and you can take that receipt. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. May is still here. May is still going on. You can still win $500. Take your receipt over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to enter that contest. And guess what? We have listeners in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, UK. You can get Shady Rays as well. They have shipping to those locations. Shadyrays.com sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady. Take your receipt there for a chance to win $500. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Chicago Sky going to play 
the Minnesota Lynx. Lynx are a home favorite of minus four and a half. 164 and a half is the total. I see three and a half on FanDuel. For okay, so looks like there's movement and it's coming down to three and a half. All right. 163 and a half is and 163 and a half is the total. You know, no Izzy Harrison for the Chicago Sky with that knee injury. She's going to be missing an extended amount of time. I don't believe I see anything else on the radar as of right now for these teams, but it is early, so do remember that and always remember to keep checking your injury reports, especially. Uh, well, there's nothing on the radar for injury reports, but a reminder that Chicago is missing three of its best players from last year because they're no longer on the team. Yeah, very much so. I don't think anybody on these teams is still working in overseas contracts. So that's one thing that you don't have to worry about. All right. I'm on Minnesota here. Uh, there was, it would, I think it's pretty correlated since I had Chicago under as my favorite win total. This team has to be a mess. I know that their coaching staff is good, and the overall organization is one of the most consistent organizations in the entire league. Uh-huh. I don't know how you overcome this. You lost Candace Parker. You lost Quigley, who's taken a year off. You can go down the line. They're missing a bunch Vandersloot. of people. Yeah, Vandersloot, who ended up joining the Liberty. I know Copper's still a very good player. And yes, I know Fowles officially retired from Minnesota. Minnesota still has some talent. And I mean, I Nafis think- Collier is going to be really, yeah. really good this season. I, you know, she's got an offseason where she was able to work out and get herself into shape and be able, you know, she had the baby last year, which took her out for majority of the year, but she's looking in good form. You still got Area Powers, who was an absolute dog. Like, mm-hmm. you still have options. Diamond Miller's coming to this team. I can't wait to see her tomorrow night and what she looks like and, ha- and watch her ascension as, you know, one of the better players in the W. I think there's more options that I trust for Minnesota than for Chicago. And I'm going to be, yeah, I'm with you. I'm all over Minnesota here. This line just feels very short to me. I know Minnesota, once again, is missing out on arguably the most impactful player in franchise history. But Powers, we saw step up last year, and she could easily go for 25 or 30 on any given night. I just have too many questions about Chicago losing that much production from last year's team without really replacing anybody. I have my doubts. I'm on Minnesota. All right. Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion on the total. I do. Give me. I guess I'd lean under, under, but I, I, I'm me, still going to go with Minnesota. Give me. No. Matter of fact, no. Mm, no, I'm not doing that. Let's flip it. Give me Minnesota team total over. I think okay. Minnesota still has a lot of scoring options. I, I, I think. Can get behind that. I think they still have a lot of, like I said, I, I told you those three, and we didn't even talk about Rachel Branham still there, Kayla yeah. McBride. Like they, they still got a lot of people. This is, uh, there's some continuity in this Minnesota team, and that's what I think makes them interesting. And they bring in Tiffany Mitchell as well. Like there's some continuity here, and that makes it very, very interesting to see what they do going forward. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all over. I'm all over the links here. I think the links get it done, and I think they are able to score in this one. So links team total over is the total that I like for this one. Anything else on this game? Not really. Uh, if Chicago proves me wrong, good for them. But I got to wait and see it because right now they basically have to reinvent the entire team. <laughs> all right. Last game of the slate. 
We have the Phoenix Mercury going to play the Los Angeles Sparks. Sparks are laying two and a half here. Minus 138 on the money line, plus 112 for the Phoenix Mercury. 159 and a half is the total. Kurt Miller error in L.A., so we're going to see what he's able to do with that. Brings Jasmine Thomas over. Not expecting to see Derrick Hambry yet. Uh, Still working herself back from pregnancy. But the team still has a lot of very good pieces here. And for the Phoenix Mercury, you're getting Brittany Griner back. That is going to be the big news. It's going to be very, very – they're probably going to do something pregame. Even though it's on the road, they're probably going to do something pregame as well. So it's going to be a little bit of theatrics there. I wouldn't even say it's really theatrics. But Either they do something show. or they're, she's going to get some type of ovation. When ovation they is something. They're not going to not acknowledge it. So uh, that's happening – you do you don't have Skylar Diggins Smith yet because she's coming back from pregnancy as well. You are talking about uh, Mariah Jefferson's probably going to be getting a start in the backcourt alongside DT. Do you think there's a minute restriction for Griner? Because I know she was playing in the preseason, but I'm assuming we both agree she's going to get a little bit of a reduction in minutes. They got to ease her back into it, right? I would think so, but we'll see. Well, we'll see because she has been working out basically like, pretty much this entire the time. Yeah, she's been working out this entire time and played, you know, the same minutes as anybody else plays in the preseason for the referral. So we'll see. Well, that is a good point. And I think that would really just kind of affect me prop wise if I'm doing like a prize picks or anything like that with WNBA props in her. But as far as this line, there's no doubt in my mind what I'm doing here. Give me the sparks all the way. Play minus two and a half. I'm not trusting this Mercury team until they show it to me. Honestly and truly, I know they have Deion Tarasi, who is, you know, arguably one of the greatest players ever to play the game. But I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going with who I who the better coach, which is Kurt Miller. I think that this Sparks team has more talent than them. Just straight from one through seven, really maybe eight. <laughs> like I think that they're the deeper roster in terms of the talent they have. I think they can do multifaceted things. They have a lot of a lot of good guard depth and guards that can actually defend. Like Lexi Brown, Jasmine Thomas, you can see the, them playing defense. Uh, Larisha Clarendon. Like, you know they can play defense. Azrae Stevens down there is, is a big body that I think is going to be able to compete with Brittany Griner down low and also pull her outside the paint because if you don't respect her on the three, she's going to light you up as well. And then you know uh, how NECA gets down and NECA is going to be able to score the basketball. Jordan Canada as well. I I, I think that this, this roster, head and shoulders, is better than the Mercury's roster, to be honest. I think that the two and a half is safe. It's nowhere near enough. I think those sparks roll in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, simply put, I was asking about the Griner potential minute restriction because we already talked about Diggin Smith not playing. Tarazi last year, I know it's rough to admit, but she was human last year. She wasn't exactly very good. Very much so. She was pretty inefficient for most of the year. And Griner might once again get a bit of a minute restriction, leads her back into the swing of things. So I think Phoenix has to be an auto-fade in the early portion of the year because I don't know how many reliable options they actually have. And the Sparks still have a lot of talent. The issue last year was coaching, which they rectified. 
but I still like the roster. Everyone is available as far as I know. And once again, Phoenix basically has one and a half of their best players because Griner mm-hmm. might be on a minute restriction and, and Diggins Smith can't play. I feel like this line might seem a little bit more fair if Diggins Smith was active, but she's not. So I got to go with the Sparks in this spot. It feels a little low. I'll take the home team. Yeah. I mean, they're missing their best player from last year. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right. 159 and a half. I know we was talking about unders, but I just can't get there in this one. I think I'm on the over in this one, too. I, I know that Phoenix, you can make the argument, doesn't have a lot of scoring pop without uh, Diggins Smith in the lineup. But Phoenix in years past has never really guarded anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to change. Now, Griner gives them some rim protection, but once again, she might be a bit rusty. So I'm on the over. I think the Sparks are going to push it, and I think they might be able to actually get a lot of success in transition in this game. I'm going to personally go with the over. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if we, we know this LA team, and they've been a team of scoring. And now, Kurt. Now I do think Kurt Miller is going to change that over the course of time, and you know he's going to build this team into a better defensive team. But do I think Rome had like? Rome wasn't built in a day, and I don't think he's doing it with this team. This team was 22-14 and 14 to the over last year, and I think it's going to be a little bit of the same. I like a Los Angeles team total over a little bit more, but in terms of the full game, yeah, give me the over 159.5. I think this clears into the 160s for sure. That's how I'm looking at it, so we're on the same page. All right, let's get into our lock and dog. This was this was fun. We got got four games on the schedule back in the W lock and dog time. Kicking things off for my lock, I'm going with who? I feel like I know what you're going to take. I'm I'm debating back to the under. I'm debating the under or the sparks. It's really, really close between the two. Like it's really, really close. But I think I'm rolling with the sparks and Kurt Miller here. Minus two and a half, minus one oh four. I I think that that's a, such a favorable line, especially you know I found a flat two. So I'm just gonna give yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take the sparks. I think the sparks get it done at home. Home opener for Kurt Miller and his era. They're going up against the Phoenix Mercury. Brittany Griner is going to be, you know, very, very emotional moment for this Phoenix Mercury team and Brittany Griner to all be back together playing. I think the Sparks take advantage, and I think they're the better team. So I will take the Los Angeles Sparks minus two for my dog. Let's go with uh, that I feel first like half play. Game dog here, but. First half play in the mist. Well, that's a little bit of a baby dog, but yeah. That first half play, I'll take Mystic's first half. Whatever plus money is that, I can't really pull it up right now because the book pulled it, um, the line. And I don't even think they have first half lines out right now, but you know that you're going to get a plus money uh, bet on it when it opens up a little bit later tomorrow. And I'm placing that one first half for the Washington Mystics. I think, I'm again, we goes back to the chemistry. Chemistry of the Liberty. We know that this Mystics team has chemistry. I think they're going to come out the gate. All the energy that's in that building is a very enclosed space, very, very unique atmosphere, and it's fun. So much fun in there. If you haven't been to a WNBA game, you really got to go to one this season. Very inexpensive, great way to go out, have fun with family, kids, or by yourself. It doesn't matter. So uh, I'm, I'm taking that first half play, Mystics first half, plus whatever it is. Yeah, so for my lock, I'm going to go to the Lynx 
I'm going to go with the Lynx minus three and a half at around minus 106. Simply put, Chicago's missing so much talent from last year. I think it's going to be a very underwhelming season for that for that franchise. Their win total is still at like 16 and a half, which I still think is too high. Now, Fowles did retire from Minnesota, but they still have Ariel Powers, who I really like. They still have Collier, who I like. There's talent on the team. They're at home. I think it's a good spot for them. Chicago, I think, is going to be one of the teams that the books are going to have to make serious adjustments for because I do think they're pricing it based on reputation as opposed to their overall talent. I know Copper can go crazy, but when you're missing your three best players from last year, it's pretty tough to come back from. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Minnesota minus three and a half at minus 106 as my lock. And for my dog, I was going to take an alt line on the Sparks but I don't see one available. So I'm going to ask you right now, can I make up an alt line or do I have to actually give something available? Mm, well, I technically didn't give something available because the ha- that line wasn't available. And for the most part, alt lines, we did get, did we get alt lines last year? Yeah, we did. Okay. All right. We just so. don't have one up yet. Yeah. So you want, you want to call it. Yeah, so if you're going to allow it, I'm going to go with the Sparks as well, but I'm going to take an alt line. I'll go with minus five and a half. Why? Because it was the first number that I thought of, but in reality, I think they win this game by double digits. Simply put, the Mercury just have too many question marks for me. A lot of it's based on reputation because when they're looking at the full roster with Tarazi, with Diggin Smith, with Griner, this team's loaded. The problem is Diggin Smith isn't playing, Tarazi's older. And once again, Griner might be on a minute restriction. And the Sparks with a very solid coach and a very underrated roster at home. I think they're going to be a little bit pissed off about how last year unfolded and how they missed the playoffs because they completely imploded down the stretch. I see this roster showing up for this home game. I think they bury Phoenix. I think they win this game by double digits. And Phoenix last year, as a reminder, was especially useless on the road. They were really, really bad on the road last year. Mm-hmm. I think the Sparks went comfortably, but I'll give out five and a half. If you want to find another prop available, like halftime, full-time, I don't mind that either. But once again, I'm a little bit limited for actual props that are available. Give me the Sparks alt line of minus five and a half. All right. I love it. Love it. So we're on the same side in that one. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. It was fun uh, going through the WNBA opening night. Looking forward to the season. Should be a lot of fun. It's a longer season because, once again, they added a couple of extra games, which is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. I know we went through the team preview episode. I did see odds for MVP. Do you know when we might be doing that episode? Uh, We'll probably sprinkle it in, and uh, we'll talk about it maybe on a shorter slate. Tomorrow's a shorter slate, so maybe we'll sprinkle it it in in the beginning. And... uh, May it may be some movement a little bit on there, but we might sprinkle it in in the beginning for tomorrow. For what is that on Sat Saturday? Because tomorrow's tomorrow we'll be doing. So let me just give people a schedule, and that'll make things better. Tomorrow we're doing a show Friday night as soon as the line drops because Saturday at one p.m. you have the Dream versus the Wings and the Aces versus the Storm right after that. That's going to be a bloodbath. I, I really and, want to know what that what that spread's going to be with the Aces and the Storm. Granted. If you said that maybe a year ago, that would have been a really good game, probably. Now, not so much. So, 
may sprinkle it in there we're doing shows all weekend we will have a show tomorrow night friday night we have a show saturday night for sunday games and then we will be off with the w sunday and monday and we'll pick back well pick things back up monday night talking about tuesday games so not going to be every single day, but we're definitely going hard in the beginning of the season and just knocking out these first few days. And then we're going to go to somewhat regular of a schedule of three days a week. But it really depends on when the, you know, they have those three games, three game days, four game days, stuff like that. But about three days a week, you could expect us out here. So just stick with us and we're going to have a bunch of plays for you all. So appreciate you for coming in and locking in with us. Make sure you follow him at Ratio Radio. Follow me at Really Real underscore underscore and WNBA Podcast. Wherever you're getting your podcast, if you're catching the podcast version of this, make sure you're subscribed to us and make sure you leave us a review. Anything like that, anything helps, tell a friend of a friend. Like, there's not too many places you can go get WNBA information like this, people. Now, come on now. We had a great year last year. We're looking to build upon it this year. And that's really all it is. I'm excited for yet another season. It's going to be a great season. We're going to be with you here for the next, what, four months? Yeah, four months. June, July, August, September. It might be longer yeah, than months. that, to be honest. Yeah, four and a half months. Next four and a half months. So tap, with it, tap in with us. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here.